Hey everybody, at the end of the year, I'd love to go back and look at my videos and comments and see where what I say is misunderstood because it reaffirms what I say is not what people hear. And instead, like most people, concerned about what I'm saying, I'm more concerned about what you're hearing. I'm more concerned about what you're listening for. So I went back and picked up some of my most misunderstood or not heard videos and gave a little bit more insight, some comments, some commentary to hope give you clarity, balance, and focus on the purpose, intent, and of course the content that was created for you to help you live your life in happiness, to enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of your potential, not mine, not other people's, but yours. Hopefully this commentary will help bring that clarity and hopefully the videos will make more sense to all of you. Have a wonderful new year. Happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. Let's figure out what we're doing to interfere with it. This is The Playbook. My dad, when I was 10, forgot my birthday. And when I asked him, how could you forget my birthday? He said to me, I didn't forget your birthday. I don't believe in birthdays. I realized at 10 years old that my dad was a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, an overseller, a back-end seller. And I hated him. When I was 30 years old, he sent me a birthday present, a big box, and I opened it up, and it was this beautiful blazer. And when I opened it up, I started to cry. My wife, who was my dream girl since the fourth grade, she's like, what's the matter? I said, oh my gosh, my dad gets it. My dad finally, he wants to have a relationship with me. He understands me and I put it on and it fits perfectly. So I open it up to see what brand it was, if it said especially made for my son's 30th birthday. And he had torn out all the pockets, all the lining. My joy went immediately to hate. I called my dad immediately, so frustrated and so angry. And I said, dad, why did you send me that gift? He said, because it's your birthday. I said, no, why would you send me a jacket that I can't wear? He said, because it's not for wearing. I want you to hang it in your closet, son. I said, what do you mean? He said, because you're just like me. And in my head, I thought, just like you? You're a liar, a cheater, a manipulator, an overseller, a back-end seller. I'm nothing like you. I hate you. Why would you want me to hang a jacket in my closet? He said, I want you to remember, you're just like me, that money doesn't buy love or happiness. It's so interesting watching my own videos. Probably one of the most difficult things I can do is to watch myself, and even worse, to read the comments. Because not everybody watches the whole video, and most importantly, it's not what I say in the video, it's what they hear. The range of comments are from life-changing to I thought this was a comedy video. Uh, it's very difficult to put yourself out there with what you feel is an important life lesson. The lesson that I was trying to convey is that money doesn't buy love or happiness and that if we shop for the right things, Money allows us to shop and we will be happy. Uh, so uh, it gets lost in translations from 10% of the people at all times. Uh, another section will always need further interpretation or explanation. The lesson I learned beyond the lesson that money allows you to shop and if you shop for the right things, you'll be happy is that it's really difficult to convey to a wide spectrum of people 
over a video a lesson. Sometimes I feel like I should do a video like this that just says the lessons. But guess what? Lessons keep on coming and people love to learn lessons through stories. So I keep on honing my skills to tell the best stories I can to teach the best lessons I can. And in the aggregate, it keeps expanding, growing and accelerating our community. So I want to thank everyone that is inspired by the video. And I want to offer to anyone that's confused by the video or wanted a comedy routine to reach out to me directly, david at dmeltzer.com. You don't like your job, show up an hour early. Stay an hour late. Human mind works amazing ways when you start treating it as if it's something I'm excited to do. Show up an hour early, be the first one there and the last one to leave. All of a sudden, you get the cheers of the crowd. All of a sudden, there's a different emotional, all of a sudden doing better. All of a sudden, I'm attracting more opportunity. Coincidentally, somebody just left and I got a raise and a promotion. What a coincidence. This video is a lesson that has been told throughout the years. It's one of the simplest lessons about showing up first and being the last to leave. Why is that such great advice to be the first one in and the last one to leave? Invariably, whether it's in sports or in business, every single person who attains some sort of level of spirit of excellence and success will tell you along the way that they were the first one in and the last one to leave. Why is that? It's because what you pay attention to plus what you give intention to, meaning if you do everything you can, if you say everything you can, if you think everything you can, if you believe everything you can and even feel it, all of those things that incorporate an aggregate in intention will take themselves towards the attention of promotion, higher pay, more opportunities, more options, more touches of favor. And the best way to incorporate all five levels of intention is simply to be the first one in and the last one to leave. I promise you, attention plus intention equals the coincidences that you want. Everybody talks about the extra mile. The problem with the extra miles is extremely crowded. You know why? Because most people go the extra mile every once in a while. Every once in a while. And then the extra mile is super crowded because you have all these infrequent visitors to the extra mile and it gets super crowded. See, the empty mile, the one that the true champions live in, the one that the spirit of excellence just aggregates itself in, is the people that go the extra mile every single day. Whenever I do a video, I take accountability for that video, meaning that I'm participating in a perception that I have. And I want to share that perception and the lesson within that perception. And a lot of times people will create a judgment or a condition upon the video uh, that separates me and my intention and attention to the lesson. And in this video, I love the comment that, you know, spoken like a true CEO, uh, because I was talking about sports. I was utilizing, when I ran the most notable sports agency in the world, what I saw successful athletes do. It had nothing to do with business, but it's not what I say, it's what you hear once again, and I can only participate in the perception that I have about going the extra mile. It is my belief, whether it's on the court or off the court, on the field or off the field, on the pitch or off the pitch, that those 
people that go the extra mile every single day are the ones who end up to be champions. Not other executives, not to make more money. They end up being the best at what they do. That's why the extra mile is so crowded because everyone goes the extra mile every once in a while. And then they justify why they're not a champion by saying, well, I went the extra mile two weeks ago. Those people that go the extra mile every single day on and off the court are champions. Do you want to be a champion? Stop getting in your own, your, your own way. Stop trying to create void shortages and obstacles, looking for the wrong things in videos, in podcasts, in books. Find the light, the love, and the lessons. Accelerate and grow. That's what these are made for. I have unlimited vacation. I just want to know, look, are you available or not? So you go where the hell you want to go. You know what you need to do to be productive, accessible, and gracious working with me, but I need to know if you're not available. Most of the time I tell people I don't care, just tell me that you're not available because I'm very secure in the way that I built my business that number one, you want to be productive, accessible, and gracious. You want to be engaged in the business. You want to empower people to make money, help people and have fun. You want to make money yourself, help people and have fun. And the more that you engage and the more productive, accessible, and gracious you are, the more money you'll make and the more money we'll make. It's amazing when you make a video to help people or you create a policy, a procedure, a regulation, or even a law to help people, how determined upon those people's experience, values, situations, and perspective can turn it completely around. I actually give all my employees unlimited vacations and they love it. They love it. And yet the comments are talking about, you're just doing it to make people feel guilty. You're just doing it. They're not going to take any vacation. What do you think happens when you only have two weeks vacation? Every employee feels guilty when they're taking time off. The ones that you want do because they want to be there. They want to be productive, accessible, and gracious. To be a true leader, you have to be an intelligent follower. Provide options, opportunities, touches a favor, and empower your people to make decisions that are good for them, which then will be good for the company. You can never get rid of the ego-based consciousness of guilt or offense or worry or anxiety. Those are going to exist whether you give vacation or unlimited vacation. It doesn't matter. Obviously, people that have comments like those are working in a job that they don't care about because they don't feel any type of separation or value justification when they are not paying attention and giving attention to the activity they get paid for. I'm not saying feel guilty, I'm just saying that's human nature. And so I'd rather have my employees feel guilty and take as much time off when they need it, whenever they need it, instead of regulating, which I see in the corporate world, oh my God, I have to take care of my kid, he got to go to the hospital, I don't have any time off. I've used all my vacation time and now I'm not going to get paid. Come on. Use your common sense, people. This is not to make people feel guilty. It's to give them freedom and flexibility. Even if they do feel guilty, at least they still get paid. Come on. Let's use our common sense. Perfect. Next time you're late, don't say sorry. It's better energy to say thank you for your patience. You can't feel bad enough to make someone feel good. This video is one of my favorite because it illustrates energy of what we say, not what we say.
It's not what we say is what we hear, but there's also an energy behind what we say. And it reminds me of when I wrote my first book and the very first book review I got from a big time book reviewer was that my book sucked. You wanna know why? Because I took a story that I learned from a movie that I saw that talked about talking to water. And it said in the movie that if you talk to water positively, it'll clear it up. And if you talk to the water negatively, it will cloud it up. And so I did a video about the energy of words, meaning that when we say we're sorry, it has a lower energy than when we thank people. And once again, people with their own participation and perception, those people that love to accelerate in a negative direction, somehow, just like so many other of the videos, try to find separation voids, obstacles and resistance in it. And they tell you that you shouldn't say thank you for being patient or thank you for your understanding when we're late. Instead, we should say sorry. I am telling you, words have energy. And the higher frequency, the higher energy of words is thank you over I'm sorry. Thank you assumes the accountability and assumes the connectivity of your human nature. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your patience. Assumes that you have acknowledged the fact that you're late and you're accountable and you want to thank them for their patience and understanding. It doesn't necessarily look at anything negatively. The person may not be, they may not be understanding and they may not have any patience for it, but it's a much higher level of energy to say thank you instead of I'm sorry. It's that simple. So for all of you out there that are like my very first book review, learn about the energy of words. Learn about it. Be more interested than interesting before you comment on how this is a negative thing. These videos are meant for positive acceleration in production, accessibility to others and accessibility to what you want. And most importantly, they are done with a lens of gratitude, a lens that says, hey, listen to this, see what resonates with you and find the light, the love and the lessons in the video. That's all I ask. Thank you.